What's going on, everybody? What a wild week one. Teams that we thought were going to be stinky poo-poo pulled out some victories, and teams we thought that would go out there and dominate laid a goose egg. That's just life in the NFL. It's time for some overreactions to what we just saw. Welcome to another episode of Booth Review. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by that Sultan of Spice, Mr. Peter Strauss. What is going on, man? How you feeling after last Thursday? Uh, I mean, obviously things didn't go as expected. We'll get there. Uh, obviously. Um, but the Chiefs still look good for not having their second and third best players. Like, Patrick Mahomes, as far as I'm concerned, still played a nearly perfect game. Just no one was able to hold on to the ball. And again, we will get there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, True. But it it was an exciting week one. Definitely some performances uh, that we weren't expecting, which we will also get to later. I I get to do legitimate counterfeits now, so I have that planned. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that falls into the, the Blake duties that you took over. And man, what a an opposite feeling from going to Sunday night football at MetLife Stadium to Monday night football at yeah. MetLife Stadium. That Jets game was electric, especially towards the end. I mean, I feel like I feel like Jets fans are on a roller coaster they didn't even know was coming a year ago. <laughs> uh, you know, we go through all of the hype of what was last year and seeing how good that team was except for Zach Wilson, knowing that you're really, truly a quarterback away from being a contender. You go into the offseason, all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is available. Maybe. Can we? Can we we go get him? They go out, they do it, they go get one of the greatest quarterbacks to, to ever play the game, make the trade, bring him in. Everything is going perfect for them. They get hard knocks. The New York media is falling in love with Rodgers. The fans are falling in love with Rodgers. Everything looks like this is going, this is it. This is going to be their year. I picked them to win the dang Super Bowl. And then literally four plays into Monday night after Rodgers comes running out the tunnel with a giant American flag looking beautiful, honoring America on September 11th. Four plays into the game, goes down. It was confirmed today. He did tear his Achilles. He's out for the entire season, uh, which is just—I mean, this Jets. It, the Jets are good. Jet like this is this is the Jets franchise. That's unfortunate. That this happens, and I mentioned it last night in the Discord that like at some point you've got to start thinking that. There's some kind of curse because it just happened. It just like it's it's it happens too often for Jets fandom to be let down like this. It, it I I don't know how Jets fans do it, uh, but what m- miraculously is... they won the game. <laughs> that I, I don't know how it happened, but they won the game. This this is what I thought last year was Zach Wilson obviously is not a great quarterback but even when he was the main starter they were successful until Brees Hall got hurt I think that is one of the real difference makers on that team because I don't have his stats pulled up I'll get them real quick but I mean every time he was on the field it was a huge play 
And if he was at 100%, he had like an 83-yard run that would have been a touchdown. Yeah. But he he just ran out of a little gas because he wasn't conditioned because he's been recovering from his injury. But I think he had a total like 127 yards on 12 carries or something like that. Like just insane play from Brees Hall who wasn't even able to play at his full potential. He, yeah, he had he had a decent game. The one thing that bothered me, and and maybe this is because he's still coming back from injury, they want to limit his time, whatever. Is that they they went to Dalvin Cook way too often when Brees Hall was getting some electric runs, and Dalvin Cook uh, was fine, but he seemed to be getting shut down at the line of scrimmage or only picking up two or three yards yeah. on most of his carries. Whereas Brees Hall, the few carries they did get, he was out out the gate. Uh, so. I do, moving forward, I would like to see them go more with Brees versus Dalvin. Um, but, again, I feel like a lot of last night, it was just him coming back from injury, wanting to play yeah. it safe, wanting to, to you know make sure he is 100%. Um, so we'll see how it goes moving forward. But I agree yeah. with you. I do think that they can be successful with Zach Wilson. I just think more often than not, Zach Wilson's going to get in his own way. And that could lose you games, even yeah. even with as dominant of defense as they have. No, yeah, I do think now, like, obviously, hopefully in offseason with Aaron Rodgers, learning under Aaron Rodgers helped him develop a little bit. Like, he yeah. had one pretty bad pick uh, last, or, yeah, last night. But other than that, like, he played fairly well, fairly conservative, didn't make a lot of mistakes. Um that throw to Garrett Wilson wasn't the best throw, but Garrett Wilson made it work hey. in the end zone. Making <laughs> lemonade, baby. Making lemonade. Um, but I do think I either way, they need to sign a veteran. Even if it's not to start, they need somebody who can guide Garrett Wilson or Zach Wilson uh through the rest of the year. And going back to that thinking the Jets are cursed real quick. When Brett Favre went to the Jets, I mean, he made it a lot farther, but also got hurt that year while they were on yeah. a potential playoff run. Yeah. So it literally, you look at the other veterans, like Matthew Stafford leaves Detroit, wins the Super Bowl. Tom yeah. Brady leaves, uh, goes to Tampa Bay, wins the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning goes to Denver, wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, yeah, all and, these and guys. I was listening to uh, the Around the NFL podcast, and one of those guys is a huge, huge Jets fan. Uh, and he was talking about, I didn't even know this, this is a little bit before I started really paying attention to NFL football, but back in 99, there was talk of, like, the Jets were, going into that season, they were supposed to be the team in the AFC, was the Jets. Uh, you had Bill Parcells as as the head coach, uh, Belichick was on, on that team as a coordinator, and um, basically... Uh, very similar thing happened. Week one, uh, Vinny Testaverde tears his Achilles in week one of the 99 season when they're spoke, when all the offseason hype was around. This is the team of the, of the AFC. And so it's just crazy that you look, you know, fast forward 24 years and the same thing happens again. And I, I know they, they've, you know, had a couple of years of success with Mark Sanchez there where they were able to go to the AFC championship game. I believe in back to back years in 2010 and 2011, but outside of that, like this has just been a desolate franchise for years. And it seems like every single time there's that sm small slight glimmer of hope, it just 
comes crashing down very quickly. Yeah. And there's plenty. I don't want to harp on the Jets all night, but there are, I think, plenty of quarterbacks, if they're willing to play, that are like Andy Dalton last year on the Saints was great. I think Andy Dalton is good enough to take that team, at least like comfortably make the playoffs. I think Dalton is probably the best of the bunch and probably the most likely to sign of the bunch. Um, I don't is he, yeah. a, is he a backup anywhere currently? I don't think so. Okay. I didn't see anybody sign him. I'll double check. Because I know that like some of the other names that have been floated out there are obviously Tom Brady. I don't think Tom's coming back to play, especially not for the Jets. Uh, and then you've got Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. I don't see either of those two guys coming back. I don't know how good they would be. Matt Ryan is another name that's been floated out there. His he's time. been enjoying he's already somebody dropped a 28 to 3 reference on him on like his first day as an analyst and he just mean mugged him so hard it's i mean hilarious. His, his time in indy to finish it wasn't good either so like i don't yeah. want to i don't think that would work out and as far as like backups across the league you know you've got Jameis floating out there somewhere you've got Kobe Brissett, who's been decent. I think the best one out there as possible would be Cooper Rush, or if you could pry Trey Lance away from from the Cowboys, although the Cowboys just traded for him, so I don't know if they want to flip him. Um, So those would be my guess. You do also have Sam Darnold out there in San Francisco. A reunion with New York, maybe it works out this time (laughs) around. Cam Newton, another one, possibly. Colin Kaepernick. I just don't. I don't like any of those names. Honestly, I think I just. It, I mean, at this point, you you got to take what you can get. Andy Dalton, by the way, is on the Carolina Panthers as okay. the backup, which is good for Bryce Young. Hopefully, that works out for them more than it did True. this week. But yeah, I just um, I, I I do think Dalton would be the best option, but I. I don't know, man. Even then, I think he's just maybe a step or two better than Zach Wilson. Uh, he's more consistent than Zach Wilson. I'll say that, but still not I think great. He's. I think I don't just like the 49ers, though. I don't think you have to be a great quarterback to succeed on that team. True. With how with how good, I mean, just be efficient. Um, just be efficient. Yeah, he can make Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard work, and Tyler Conklin. I think is their tight end. True. Yeah, um, yeah. He 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 can make those guys work. If he can make New Orleans work for the most part with just Chris Olave, yeah. <laughs> then he can make and that defense, like I it's hard to say which defense is better, Cowboys or the Jets. I mean they're we'll, both like <laughs> We'll we'll get into that in a second, but uh let's uh, not stay too long on the Jets. Who do you have as your best of the booth this week? That's fair. I am going to stay in the AFC East and go to seemingly the only quarterback that really remembered how to play football this week. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Tua Tagovailoa and, and Tyreek Hill, because uh, I feel like for this performance, you got to put the two of them together. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa starts off the season 28 for 45, 62.2% completion, which for him isn't great, but it's still respectable. 466 yards. Yeah. Three touchdowns and a pick. Um, with 215 of those yards and two of those touchdowns going to 
the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Um, I wanted to touch on them because I think there was a lot of uh, people, for some reason, think I'm a Tua hater. And <laughs> I think part of it last year was when he was like the most accurate quarterback in the league when he was leading in completion percentage. Yeah. And I at at the time, I did think a lot of it similar, especially being Mike McDaniel, that that was set up for really any quarterback to succeed. But as the season went on, before he got his concussions, I was coming more and more around to him. And I even said in our preview show, if he can stay healthy, then they're going to be fantastic. Yeah. And Tua took classes to learn how to fall. So hopefully he doesn't fall on his head anymore. Wow. But that is a thing that he did this offseason. And honestly, it's great. Good for him yeah. for knowing what his one weakness is <laughs> and getting that done. Um, man, and some of those throws to Tyreek Hill, like Tyreek Hill can just always get open in the middle of the field somehow. I mean, Tua, I Tua was also dropping dimes out there. I mean, yeah, putting it in the bucket, like, Amazing accuracy. Yeah, the plays the plays that they can get off with Tyreek Hill running as fast as he can in the middle of the field, and yeah. then he's just kind of able to zag out while Tua gets him the ball, and like that's an automatic extra 10 yards after the catch with just how fast Tyreek Hill is to yeah. just get a little loop in there. Um, A heck of a win against the, the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that was one of the only games I got over you this week. Um, yeah, that was that was probably the spiciest game of the weekend, I would say. I mean, as far as like back and it forth, was, just fun to watch football. It was the only shootout. Yeah, like, um, not because there were other games that we thought were going to be closer. Just they yeah. were close. Just ended up not being as high offensively as we thought it was going to be. But yeah. this one, and and I gotta say, I feel yeah. like. I feel like a lot of that loss for the Chargers has to fall on Brandon Staley. I, at this point, like at this point, it, it's continuing to look like the same old Chargers. You know, this is a team that can go out and score points with anybody, and at the same time, they're going to have some bad clock management, some bad decisions here and there, and all of that falls on the head coach. I, I just I, if if this if if he was coaching anywhere else, I feel like they would have moved on from him by now. Yeah, which I know it's tough because you're talking about a guy that goes out there and gets you 10, 11 wins a season. But how much of that is because of the talent and how much better could you be if you had a decent head coach there? I just it's it's got to be on it's got to be on him and and there was some bad plays that have been uh you know shown on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube of JC yeah. JC Jackson being a screw up at at DB but you know Ooh, it, that that push Ooh, yeah yeah that the, was a bad one the push and then after he picked off the ball he ran it out of the end zone for a grand total of three yards, and now your team's on the three-yard line instead of the 20-yard. It's just, it's bad decision-making. But It's so weird from him for, like, he was on the Patriots for so long. Like, you would think that, like, it's from that team, from that team you would have defensive knowledge. It's and tough, it's, man, because he, he is a good defensive back, but, man, he makes some boneheaded plays on Sunday. 
But speaking of defensive backs, my best of the booth this week is going to two guys in particular, both DBs. One, I mentioned in the offseason, was going to be a huge signing for Atlanta, and that is Mr. Jesse Bates III, who absolutely balled out on Sunday, a turnover machine. He had two picks and then forced another fumble that they were able to recover. I mean, just huge, huge plays. He also led the team in tackles with 10 total. Uh, Just a great showing from him in his debut as a Falcon. I think he's going to be magical for that team throughout the season, and it's much needed uh, to to shore up that that secondary. Having him out there with AJ Terrell at at cornerback, I mean that's this. It's going to be nasty. The other one happened last night. I told you we'd get into it more, but it's got to go to Jordan Whitehead, who had a. Re- Ridiculous night. Uh, Josh Allen threw three picks. They all went to Jordan Whitehead. And it's not like these were tipped passes. These were bad decisions by by Josh Allen and good defense by Whitehead uh, to take advantage of those, just those bad decisions. Weirdly, which this almost never happens, uh, those three picks got Jordan Whitehead $250,000. <laughs> because he had an incentive in his contract to get three picks throughout the entire season, and he got them all in one night. So, congrats to you, Mr. Whitehead, on yeah. your quarter of a million dollars that you just got at the hands of Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen literally gifted him $250 uh, million. <laughs> I mean, they were they were great plays by Jordan Whitehead. Like yeah. There was the one that was like, an arm punt basically it was third down josh allen threw it like 70 yards and pinned him within the five so still and, ter- like it's that's yeah, still it's, i don't like that i don't like that that decision that it, that it was play. a it was a bad decision that ended with an okay like that interception sure. wasn't the worst thing in the world for them no but as, it's still bad like, yeah why is this not pulling up the right panthers game I was trying to look up those stats, but yeah, it seemed like that. I know it's the Panthers offense and they're a little stripped down with a rookie quarterback, but that Atlanta defense did look not to pander to Blake, but that Atlanta defense did look uh, pretty good. The defense looked good. The offense jury's still out on them. Uh, (laughs) Bijan looked great, but you've got to find a way to get Pitts involved more. You've got to, for the love of God, get Drake London involved. And Desmond Ritter looked mediocre. Um, Which, you know, Panthers have a decent defense, so maybe that's part of it. And it is still week one. I mean, the teams teams should, in theory, only get better as the season goes on. Um, But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, their their offense still has some positives. Like, Bijan Robinson looks great, even though for some reason he still touched the ball less than Tyler Algier. Yeah. Um, not sure why that happened. That happened with, like, every young or rookie, I feel like. Yeah, I think, I think this, it's just kind week. of easing them in. And Bijan was also used more in the passing game. I think he had six receptions, um, and... One of those was for a touchdown. So they they seem to mix him in there more as a as the passing running back in Algier, you know, the, the, the power back, which is a little odd. But, you know, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, I'm going to yeah, go ahead. I, and... oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that this team does have a lot of potential. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go ahead and jump into my under review because it kind of piggybacks off my best of the booth. And it is um, top AFC quarterbacks, question mark. Uh, one being Josh Allen, who we just, you know, we, we won't harp on him all night, but he looked bad. He looked bad. Uh, he did have a couple of good plays. Uh, overall went 29 of 41, which is 70.7%. So that completion percentage is there. Uh, 236 yards, had the one touchdown, but he had three interceptions, two fumbles, which one of those was a lost fumble, and five sacks. I mean, it's just a terrible, terrible night from him. One of the, the probably one of the worst games he's had since his rookie year. Um, and then the other quarterback, which we haven't even touched on this game yet, was Joe Burrow, who just became the highest paid NFL quarterback uh, in in his in the history, and he went. 14 of 31, which is 45.2% for a grand total of 82 yards. Yeah, they sat him. They were like, yeah, 82 we're, yards. This this week's over. We're just going to move on like the whole fourth quarter. Like those, they, yeah, those two performances were good for 28th and 29th in passer rating. How are you gonna Jeez. how are you gonna call these guys two of the top three quarterbacks in the AFC? Because I think unanimously people will say it's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. You figure out the order, but it's those three guys at the top. And two of them are in the bottom five in the league in passer rating in week one. You can't you can't have that. You can't be. I mean, look, look what Patrick Mahomes had to work with on Thursday night against the Lions, and he at least looked like a competent quarterback out there. What are these guys doing? Yeah, yeah. I. You could even expand this to quarterbacks that got paid this offseason. because Definitely. you look at uh, some of these other guys, Lamar Jackson, uh, seventeen of twenty-two. So again, high completion percentage, but. Only 169 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick. And I think he also had two fumbles, one of which he lost. Um, Daniel Jones, can't even, I don't even want to talk about Daniel. Danny, Danny Pennies is what we should call him. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even 100% blame him. That that game was gone from, as soon as that kick got blocked, that, that game was gone from the get-go. Yeah, and, um, and it is it is worth mentioning that both the Dallas... New York and the Cincy Cleveland games, both of those were in inclement weather. So, you know, the weather plays a factor, but you still got to be, you know, doing your wet ball drills throughout the week. You got to yeah. be prepared for those wet balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just, uh, that's just insane. How, and even Jalen Hurts didn't have a great game. Like they still, like Lamar Jackson, they still got the win, but. Yeah, he got he got a big paycheck this year and he I know it was only like 12 and a half fantasy points, which I don't know. Take or leave that how you will. Yeah, 22 of 33. So 66 percent, 170 yards and one touchdown. And that was Jalen Hurts, passing game. Didn't even find Dallas Goddard the whole game. 
uh, a kind of like surprising performance by both the Eagles and the Patriots. The Patriots played a lot better than I think anyone thought they were going to against the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it is it is one of those things, you know, you don't want to overreact to what you see in week one. But, you know, a, a little bit of, of troubling, worrisome trends from these these top quarterbacks. So, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. It is it is still first week of the season. So, you know, 17 more weeks to go, 16 more games across the board. Uh, teams are going to figure it out. Guys are going to figure it out. And historically what we've seen from Josh Allen and Joe Burrow says that they will figure it out and be amongst the top, you know, at that season's end, but you don't want to see that week one. Speaking of things you don't want to see week one. Uh, let me, let me paint a picture for you for my under paint the here. picture. Your quarterback is the most talented quarterback to ever play football. Whether like whether you want to say he's the goat yet, whatever you want to compare him to Tom Brady, whatever. Talent wise, the best we've ever seen. Yep. Like, I think that's pretty unanimous at this point. He just lost his best receiver to a bone bruise, and Taylor Swift's whatever they're dating now, I guess. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> don't but don't be blaming the, this on T Swizzle. <laughs> that's true. I don't want to get us like rioted by the Swifties. I like Taylor Swift. Don't come at me. Um, <laughs> this is your time to shine. You are pound for pound the best receiver at this point that the Chiefs have. It's yeah. You just won a Super Bowl. It's opening night of the NFL. They dropped your banner. They're doing all this stuff. And you, you get open. You get the most open on your team. And you drop all of your passes except one. He was one for five for one yard and also had a jet sweep where he got negative one yard. And we are talking about the one and only Mr. Kadarius Tony, who got so much backlash after this game that he deleted his tw X Twitter, whatever you call it now, gone, deleted. Let me... Let me it's okay. A receiver had a bad game. How bad could it really be? Is it bad enough to cost the Chiefs the game? Absolutely. Our defense was holding one of the most explosive offenses in the league without our best defensive player in Chris Jones. Chris Jones looking like a super villain up in the suite between the Cats brothers, like, please fail. So they're eager and desperate to pay me. Hey, Chris, we, Chris Jones did just get a revised contract. So he'll be on the field next week. He will be on the field next week. We're happy to have him back. We gave him a little raise, and that seemed to squander that for now. Well, I don't think he'll get re-signed next year uh, <laughs> since they left it at one year. I think Chris yeah. Jones realized that if he wants to win another ring, he needs to play the whole season. So they, they worked <laughs> something out. But yeah, he, I mean, did you see him in the stands of that game? He legit, yeah, in yeah. the front row of a suite, <laughs> just like... He's just hanging out. That's... The Cats brothers, like his bodyguards, like it was, <laughs> it was nuts. Um, yeah, Kansas City defense held Detroit to only 14 points because one of the points uh, that made up for that, because you're thinking, oh, Detroit scored 21 points. Where did those other seven points come from? Kadarius Tony's first drop at the start of the third quarter was a ball that literally there's a picture it's in his hands yeah. it is here this is the football 
pops out, goes to a defender, runs it back for a pick six. So put another pick six on Patrick Mahomes because the receiver doesn't have hands, right? <laughs> okay, one drop, one mistake. You're still a great team. You can still come back from that. You're driving. You're about to, you know, that pick six tied the game. You're about to go down and score another touchdown. Third and five, I think it was, in the red zone with two minutes left in the third quarter. Another pass to Tony, another drop. Have to settle for a field goal. And then it happens again on the final Chiefs drive. It's like first and 20 after they finally call Jawan Taylor for a penalty, which I'm not even going to get into Jawan Taylor. We do not have time. But geez, third and 20, perfect ball, drops it. And then we're not able to get the first down and the Lions are able to kneel it out and win. And it was so disappointing to see how well we were doing without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones, and it be thrown away by one player. Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like, yeah, it's hard to say, like, football, in Aaron Rodgers' words, is the most team sport that there is. Yeah. It's like everybody has to do their job to win games. Like even Patrick Mahomes can't win games by himself. 100%. But I 100% blame Kadarius Tony for this loss. Like, I mean, he, he, he does warrant at least like 85% of it for sure. Uh, But I will say I like the Lions. I'm not trying to take anything away from the Lions. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The Lions played great. Their defense like this was the game of surprising defenses where the defense for the lions really stepped up, especially their rookies, Jack Campbell. Yeah. And um, I can't remember the guy's name who caught the pick six ball. Um, Ryan branch, Ryan branch. Thank yeah. you. But Jesus, like <laughs> that, those were three mistakes. Like, like if you got any one of those, the yeah. Chiefs might win the game. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I I just have to say I think the not to take anything away from everything you just said I agree Tony's mistakes were were huge uh, and <laughs> I think I posted in the Discord afterwards that like maybe there's a reason why the Giants let him go uh, but <laughs> not not to take any, anything away from all that because he does warrant a lot of the blame but I I hated the call on fourth and twenty five to go for it. There's like, I think at that point there was two minutes left, roughly two minutes left. You still had all of your timeouts um, and you're going for it on fourth and 25. Like all, all you have to do is punt it and play defense. What that says as a coach is that you don't trust your defense, which I guess maybe that's fair with Chris Jones sitting up in a sweet instead of being on the field. But I don't, I, with the way the defense was getting after Jared Goff for most of the night, I don't see why they did that. Just punt it and, and play defense, get the ball back, and then do what you got to do. But going forward on 4th and 25 to where you're turning the ball over, basically in field goal territory, to where if the if the Lions don't run the clock out, they kick a field goal and, and win the game, is just like that's – I just think that's a terrible decision, like a terrible coaching decision, a very un-Andy Reid-like coaching decision blunder in my opinion well i think a lot of it i don't think it's necessarily distrust in the defense but it's the trust we're so used to patrick mahomes doing anything to win a game and i it guess working yeah 99 of the time 
that Mahomes was probably out there. He's like, you better not take me out. And Andy Reid is like, okay, you're Patrick Mahomes. You got this. Yeah, like, but Mahomes I, forgot. I, Mahomes forgot that Kelsey wasn't out there on the field with him because yeah. in most of those scenarios where Patrick Mahomes was running around playing backyard football, he's going to Travis Kelsey, and yeah. he wasn't there. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. That wasn't the best decision, but I don't think it was entirely Andy Reid. I think it's. Mahomes, sure. like, yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes probably to himself has a little bit of a, a hero complex because he's probably. so used to doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but even even with that, like, I don't think that decision made or break the game because either way, even if we punt it, we still have to get the ball back. If we miss, we still have to get the ball back. We still have to stop them from getting that first down, which we didn't do. Um, so either way, yeah. I, I think. That's why 85% to 15%, but Kadarius Tony, you got to get it together. I know Travis Kelsey is going to be back, and that's a little weight off your shoulders, but yeah. you're under review in the style of... Warranted. Warranted for sure. What's our uh, legit counterfeit this week? So it's overreaction week. Let's so I figured we should just go through some teams that performed better than we expected or better because these are teams that i think we both thought were going to be horrible yeah and that were in games that were either way closer than they were supposed to be or they won those games sure yeah yeah. um there's one exception and i'm gonna go ahead and get it out of the way because it's a team we talked about a lot i'm just gonna go ahead and say the jets without aaron Rodgers still beating the bills is this still a legitimate team or did they just hand over the reins to basically Miami to win the division? I mean, it, it's tough. I, I'm not losing any faith in, in the Bills. Um, I think that Bills will figure it out and probably still win the division. Uh, Miami's going to be in the mix, too, definitely, which I, I want to give some credit to Miami because I think I had them sitting at like 9-8 and eight or something like that. Um, and maybe I think they will probably win more than that if Tua can stay healthy. Uh, as far as the Jets go, though, ugh. it's tough because of how talented that team is. Like, all Zach Wilson has to do is go out there and not make mistakes. Like, just go yeah. out there and don't hold on to the ball. Don't run around for 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage trying to play Patrick Mahomes back there. Like, you're not that. You're not that. You will never be that. Just. <laughs> throw the ball away. Just do it. If 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 yeah. you're feeling the pressure, throw the ball away, or or take the five yard stack sack instead of the twenty five yard sack. Um, all he's got to do is go out there and play efficient football. Maybe turn the ball ball over once, maybe twice a game because that defense can get it back for you, but. Just go out there and play efficient. So that's the tough part is that's all that yep. team needs is a quarterback that can be efficient. Um, but I'm going to say no, they're not legit contenders without Aaron Rodgers because we've seen what, what they have with Zach Wilson. We saw it last year. For the most part, this is the same team, couple of new pieces. Um, but I don't think they make up for Zach Wilson's mistakes. Uh, so, yeah. no, not legit. And I think the AFC is too top-heavy. I think they could, even with Zach Wilson, as long as the rest of the pieces stay healthy, because 
Um, I said this earlier, but I think Brees Hall was a big part. Losing him last year was a big part of why that team sputtered out at the end of the year because they could kind of rely on that when Zach Wilson made mistakes and then they lost it. Um, Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders anymore. I think they could make the wild card race interesting. Yeah. I think they could sneak in like a seventh or sixth seed. Yeah. With how talented that team is around the board. But yeah, the I think they said the odds of the Jets winning the Super Bowl went from like eighteen to one to thirty seven to one or something. Wow. Like yeah, it basically doubled. Wow. Um, so so if you bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl, you better hope that Zach Wilson is uh living up to it because your profits would have just doubled. You better hope they go sign Drew Brees. That's what you better hope for. But, <laughs> but yeah, I guess Technically, I would say counterfeit because I think they're not Super Bowl contenders, but I think they're still going to be in the mix. Um, That's fair. Let's get the poopy Browns out of the way. I mean, the Browns, the Browns, I think, can be legit. Like, this is a team that does have talent. I think I said this when we did our preview episode that, like, I believe this team has talent. It just appears as if they're in disarray. And they did look good on Sunday against a Bengals team that we all expected to look a lot better. However, the Bengals with Joe Burrow always play terrible against the Browns. I don't know what it is about them. It's kind of similar to to Josh Allen against the Jets. Like Josh Allen struggles against the Jets for whatever reason, and and Joe Burrow struggles against the Browns. I don't want to take anything away from what the Browns did. They looked great, um, but I. I just I I want to see it continue. That's what I'll say um, before I'm fully going to say I'm on board with them. But yeah, I'd say they they can be legit. Sure, yeah. I uh, I'm going to still say counterfeit, mainly because even though the Bengals didn't show up, the performance from Mister uh, Massage Boy was, was lackluster. Pitiful. Yeah, it was still pitiful. Yeah. Sixteen of twenty nine for fifty five percent completion. 154 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Like he threw that touchdown and he acted like it was his first touchdown ever in the NFL. Like he was like, finally, I did it again. I I haven't been good in so long. Like um, pitiful performance from him. It didn't seem like uh, Nick Chubb was getting the ball a ton either. Like I know he did he well, but it, he got, he got around a hundred yards. It just kind of felt like, Every time I looked, it was uh, who's the other? Was it Chris Evans? Maybe rushing. Yeah, Chris Evans or Travion Williams. It felt like no, I'm on the wrong side. Jerome Ford. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Jerome Ford had 15 carries. Nick Chubb had 18. So it was pretty split. I think yeah. a lot of people thought Nick Chubb was going to get a lot more after letting Kareem Hunt go, but uh, I mean, we'll, um, we'll see what happens moving forward. That the the Browns defense is great, but I just don't same kind new, of situation. New as the defensive Jets, coordinator think, there too. Yeah, I think the quarterback play, if anything costs them, it's going to be the quarterback play. Um. Yeah, let's go to uh, what about the Rams? Uh, the Rams, Basically, Rams are counterfeit. I'm not buying into. You that. think so? After I'm not, I'm not buying into 30 it. to 13 against the Seahawks. Not buying into it. That that to me speaks more to Gino maybe not being what he looked like last season. 
I'm not. I'm not ready to buy into the, the Rams. I was off the Rams last year, so I mean, we'll 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 see. We'll see. But I'm not. They're, they were a fit. team. They were a team that played way better than we thought they were going to. <laughs> well, show me more. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's do one more because I think this is probably the win that surprised us the most. Uh, the Buccaneers. So the Bucks, the Bucks are interesting, um, because if Baker, if Baker plays well, then they should be in the mix in a decent amount of games. The problem is the inconsistency of of Baker Mayfield, which I love Baker. I would love to see him succeed down there. I would love it more than probably most people. Seeing how I did pick him to win MVP two years ago, famously. Uh, but <laughs> I he's he's been so inconsistent throughout his career. He'll have flashes where he looks like a top five quarterback, and then he'll have flashes where he looks like an absolute turd of a quarterback. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that this is a guy that's played for at this point like six different offensive coordinators and like four different head coaches, five different head coaches. So he's just gone from system to system to system. And it's tough to get that familiarity down when you're jumping from coordinator to coordinator. Uh, I absolutely think he's talented enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but he's got to get the consistency down. But man, when he's playing well, good Baker is fun Baker because he's got that swagger. He's got the attitude and he's, He's just fun to watch. Um, So I'm hopeful that he can be good for them and find success in Tampa. And that division is pretty wide open. So that's what I was about to ask, because at this point, like I I still don't think the Buccaneers are going to be anywhere near the Super Bowl, but they could like, they are kind of the only team that we ruled completely out of winning the South. Yeah. But now it feels like, if anything, the like moxie, like the energy that that Baker brought at the end of that game to get that win, like yeah. putting his body on the line to get those first downs, like, and that team still has oodles of talent. Especially like the offensive line isn't great, but you still got Mike Evans, you still have Chris Godwin, yeah. Uh, Rashad White is a, I think, a pretty good running back if he can get past the O line. Uh, like there is enough talent on this team to where yeah. they they could do some good things and possibly make some noise in the division. Couple big playmakers on the defensive side too, so it's yeah. It is... Still got Vita Vea and uh, Winfield Jr. Yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely a possibility. I just don't want to like it's. I don't want to say that they. Can win that division where I feel like. Well, you think Atlanta is so much better than everyone else. I feel like Atlanta and even New Orleans are so much better than the other two. And I think Atlanta's yeah. clearly better than New Orleans. Maybe not after what I saw on Sunday, but I I don't know. Well, it's tough. New Orleans didn't have the greatest game either. So Yeah. Yeah. But they they were Tennessee's defense held held pretty strong and Derek Carr is still getting used to that team so yeah I mean we'll we'll see what happens 
It is it is still week one. Let's all remind ourselves it's still <laughs> week one of the season. And let's and not go crazy. That's why we had the Now, I think obviously <laughs> the Jets, the Rams, and the Bucks are all Super Bowl contenders now. Yeah. Confirmed. Clearly. Clearly. Let's get a <laughs> Rams Jets Super Bowl. Ugh. <laughs> With Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson versus <laughs> 50-year-old Matt Stafford can barely than, stand up straight. Hey, he's still younger than Stetson Bennett, okay? Uh, Cut him some slack. <laughs> I am not signing up to watch that in February. <laughs> All right. Well, I say it's time we put week one in the rear view, turn our attention to week two. And hey, man, let's get picky with it. Starting us off on Thursday night over on Amazon Prime, the first Prime game of the season. We have the Minnesota Vikings coming off that loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, heading in to Philly to take on the reigning NFC champs. Philly looked a little lackluster against New England, maybe a little, a little showed a little bit of weakness there, uh, shall we say? But hey, at home they're still seven point favorites against this Vikings team. Probably pretty fair. I think Philly should easily win this one. Uh, but who you got, man? I just have to point out that I cannot hear the music when it plays. And so I'm sitting here, like, pretending to dance to the music, you know, for the content, for the brand. And uh, even though, <laughs> uh, you know, even though not a lot of people see the actual video aspect of it. And I was waiting for it to finish. And I'm like, this thing is so long. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it feels like forever when you can't hear it. You're just like, um, speaking of uh, things that last forever, uh, this game will not because it's a Thursday, the first Thursday night football game. And if we remember from last year, Thursday night football games are bummers. And the Georgia boys are going to roll all over that Minnesota offensive line. I remember this. No, this was a blowout last year, too, wasn't it? When they played each other. Probably. <laughs> this was not one of the one score games that Minnesota still somehow managed to pull a win from. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going Philadelphia. Even though they struggled a little against the Patriots, I think that's just due to Belichick and his defensive coaching um, being able to adjust in the second half to hold uh, them to only nine points in the second half. So. Yeah, give me Philadelphia easily. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm also taking the Eagles because I'm not an idiot. Uh, I the Vikings <laughs> are coming off a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who the NFL world collectively thought was not a good team uh, going into the NFL season. Now, maybe we're all wrong. That's definitely a possibility, uh, and maybe the Bucks actually have some talent and and can put together some wins. Um, but I don't see it happening. Uh, obviously, they, they got the win over the Vikings. I don't see the Vikings uh, getting it done against the Eagles this week on Thursday night. Uh, I think Philly is just, to, to me, even with 
the lackluster play that we saw from them against the Patriots on Sunday, uh, I still think they're the second best team in the NFC, if not the best team. Uh, I'll say second best because I think San Francisco's definitely the best. Um, but yeah, so give me Philly. Hopefully it's a good one, though, because I do want Thursday night games. Like, if you're going to be in primetime, put on a show. That's all I'm asking for. Just put on a no, show. No, you know, it's funnier when Al Michaels just has to sit there and be like, is this game over yet? <laughs> <laughs> That's the real entertainment. Well, let's head over to Sunday. and Let's start off in Atlanta, where we have the Green Bay Packers. Heading into town. The Jordan Love era is here. Man looked pretty decent on Sunday. I uh, gotta say. Don't know how it's calculated, but he had the highest passer rating in the league. And surprisingly, number two behind him was a certain quarterback for the Falcons, Mr. Desmond Ritter. Both coming off wins. Uh, at home, though, for the Falcons, Green Bay is favored by two. Uh, I think that's probably fair, given what the Packers' defense looked like against the Bears. Uh, but who you got, man? I think this is historical bias. Uh, I they both teams have good defenses and also played bad defenses. So both of these quarterbacks, this is like going to be their real welcoming to the NFL. I feel like this week. That's fair. And uh, it's tough to pick a winner here because I have to choose between your team and Blake's team, and that's just nobody's a winner there. (laughs) I think I'm going to ride the Atlanta train, though. I think especially with if Aaron Jones is is a little hurt and Christian Watson's not back, uh, that defense defense could – really make some trouble for Jordan Love. Um yeah. and Desmond Ritter will probably get in trouble too, but I feel like Bijan's just gonna jump over everybody and score at least one touchdown at some point. It's gonna be a defensive battle. It's not gonna be a high scoring game. I think Atlanta's gonna barely pull it off. I I'm with you. I do expect good defensive play in this one. Uh I <sighs> I don't know. Both these quarterbacks are going to be holding on for their dear life. I don't know if Bijan will have a great day. Uh, you look at what the Bears were able to do in the run game; it wasn't much. Um, but we'll, well, they didn't we'll run. See. They didn't run Justin Fields. He only had like one. I think one designed yeah. run play. Yeah, but even with their other backs, they weren't able to get much done, um, which. You know, we we all know Chicago's run game is Justin Fields and two other guys. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, as far as Green Bay's offense goes, you're you're right. If Aaron Jones if that injury is is any bit significant, that's a that's a pretty big loss. Um, Christian Watson, I I don't know honestly how big of a loss not having him out there is. Uh, in in name, technically he is the wide receiver one, but I'll say this: Romeo Dobbs looks like he looks like he's the one there, um, which is beneficial to Green Bay when Watson does get healthy. If you got two guys that are potential ones um, playing next to each other, that's that's a great mix. But just I think that 
I will say this between what I've seen from Jordan Love and Desmond Ritter, both of them thus far in their young careers, I trust Jordan Love more. Uh, and I trust him to get it done. I trust him to be able to get the ball to his receivers, which is something I have not seen consistently from from uh, Desmond Ritter. And let's give some love to, to Luke Luke Musgrave, the tight end draft pick they had. He looked great on Sunday for, for Green Bay. Yep. Um, so I like Green Bay in this one. Maybe it's a homer pick. Who cares? I don't give a <laughs> damn. I'm going with Green Bay. I'm never going to get mad at you for doing a homer pick because I'm going to pick Kansas City every week. So, spoilers. <laughs> also, um, also, if anybody has the hookup, I will be in Athens this weekend, which is just like over an hour from Atlanta. I'll be there with Blake at his house. If anybody happens to have the hookup for some tickets to this game, I'm not saying you know that you could pass them along to me, but if you could, I would not be opposed to that. <laughs> what uh i wonder how much tickets for that game are probably they're not well i don't that expensive but they're more money than i have right now <laughs> that's fair we were re- reading an article about things that uh rich people have ruined and that's sports and festivals oh, definitely 100 yeah. percent, yes because now everything's like hundreds of dollars yeah to do um Sorry, I didn't mean to get slightly political there, but <laughs> eat the rich. <laughs> well, let's go from Atlanta up to Detroit, where we have the Seattle Seahawks head into town to take on the Detroit Lions. I think this is a game of uh, what what is reality, because the Seahawks, we expected to look great coming off the great season they had last year, winning 10 games, the revitalization of Geno Smith, and he looked like Stinky Poo Poo against an LA Rams team that is probably garbage, I'm assuming is garbage, maybe they're not, Uh, and the Detroit Lions went out and maybe had their biggest game of their franchise uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs to ruin the Chiefs' banner night to kick off the season. Uh, So, which team is showing their real selves? We'll find out probably in a couple weeks, but this game might tell us something too. At home, Detroit, six-point favorites. I like the Lions in this one. Who you got, man? I said last week I was going to root for the Lions, except for week one. Fair. So now I'm going to root, <laughs> root for the Lions. I think the hype of coming off that win against Kansas City Detroit seems to have improved. The Seahawks seem to have regressed. And Detroit might feel a little bitter because this was, I think, the highest scoring game last year. And the Seahawks barely snuck it out at the end of what, 48 to 45? Yeah. And this is this year's the Detroit Revenge Tour. They beat the Super Bowl champs and now they're going to go beat everybody they lost to last year. Uh, Give me what they're calling the new. Detroit Lions in this one. I like it. I'm here with you, man. I I just think they're 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 too good. To me, the Lions are probably the fourth best team in the NFC. I would still say the Cowboys are ahead of them. Obviously the Niners and the Eagles are better than them. But the way they looked on Thursday night, I think they're they've got to be up there in in the top four. Um and I just don't think Seattle looked great. Seattle looked looked pitiful against a mediocre at best LA team. Um, So yeah, 
Give me the lines. Yeah, I guess the defense that's just Aaron Donald and some other guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Um, yeah, and it's Detroit's home opener, too. So, you know, that crowd is going to be hype after fired up when against Kansas City, too. Absolutely. I mean, they were they were at Ford Field watching the Thursday night game like the stadium was sold out for a game that wasn't even happening in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, insane. I like it, man. I like, I like the spirit of this Detroit team. Um, the way that city loves that team, the way that Dan Campbell has turned that team around. I'm here for it, man. I want to see them be successful so badly. Let's, uh, (laughs) let's go out to Buffalo. The bills coming off that devastating loss to the jets. Now they get a home game this week against the Las Vegas Raiders who squeaked out a win against the Broncos. Uh, didn't see that coming. Uh, Raiders 1-0 on the season to start. Heading into Buffalo. At home, the Bills are still 9.5 point favorites. Vegas doesn't care what Vegas did against the Broncos. They still like the Buffalo to get the job done. And I think I've still got the Bills getting the job done. Who you got, man? Yeah, that Las Vegas-Denver game was i mean there were some exciting moments sean payton starting the game with an onside kick incredible fan i mean it would have been more even, incredible if they could have recovered it, it even if it didn't work i feel like that's the type of energy the broncos need <laughs> sure yeah and yeah. then it just fell flat from there like russ had a couple good plays uh saman jp ryan had some fantastic runs um yeah. seems to be the leading back there over javante williams and then the Raiders, uh, Adams had a couple of good catches, and uh, there's another wide receiver that kept taking all this. Jacoby Myers, yep, taking all of Devontae Adams' touchdowns. Um, but overall, I think that game was about as boring as I said it was going to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that being said, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. This happened last year. The Buffalo Bills had a weird loss in Week One, same as the Bengals. And they were able to bounce back immediately and be just fine. Do you, you remember who Buffalo lost to last year in week one? Well, week one, no, week one, they went out and destroyed the Rams in the opener. Oh, I'm thinking of two years ago. I'm thinking of their weird loss to the Steelers in week one, but that was two years ago. Or maybe it was week two last year. Might they been, lost. Might a, have been week they lost a weird game early to the Steelers. That was like, what in the world is this? Yeah. Um. So it might have been week two. Um. But yeah, I think they're going to bounce back pretty quick, and this is a good team to do it against because I don't think the Raiders are that good. So give me the Bills. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Let's head over to Cincinnati. We have the Baltimore Ravens coming into town after getting a pretty easy win over the Texans uh, heading into Cincinnati to face this Bengals team coming off a devastating loss to their division rival in the Cleveland Browns. Uh, a lot of question marks surrounding this Bengals squad currently. Uh, Ravens are dealing with some injury. J.K. Dobbins also tore his Achilles. He's out for out the season. Again. As always. Um. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's such a disappointment for this guy because he had such a promising career. I mean, he looked every bit like a stud running back 
coming into the league and then has just dealt with injury after injury after injury after injury. Um, but in this game on Sunday at 1 p.m., Cincinnati at home are three and a half point favorites. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, because the Bengals are coming off such a bad, bad loss. And I get it. It was, think, it was in the I rain. I think if anything, uh, sorry, I think if anything, it should be like, I understand home field. I understand that on paper, Cincinnati is the more talented team. Sure. Um, especially the receiving core aspect. But uh, Baltimore, it was a sloppy win. But I mean, Baltimore still had a, you know, a team that was supposed to be bad, still got a dominant win. And then, yeah. Joe Burrow didn't even throw 100 yards against a team that also wasn't supposed to be great. Yeah, so. which is why, at home, I don't care if the three-and-a-half-point favorites is not. I'm taking the Ravens, and maybe this is a little bit of a spicy pick. I don't think it is, uh, but based off the, the Vegas odds, it is. Who you got, man? <laughs> I'm also taking uh, the Ravens. I... Bijan Robinson got the best rookie performance, whatever, on red zone. But man, I think it was really close to being Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers had a great looked game. incredible. Yep. Like he just always found the ball. I think he was like seven of eight for 80 something yards. Um, they found Zay a, Flowers was. They found a way to get him mixed in nicely into the run game, some too. So yeah. obviously, I think they'll look to do more of that with, with Dobbins getting injured. Yeah. And then OBJ was at least the veteran knowing how to draw penalties, helping the team a lot out too. So and I think he had one or two catches. Yep. yep. Um so yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens as well. So I mean if I'm the Sultan of Spice and you're picking the same as me, you know, take that how you will. On whether I mean, it's spicy or not. This is this is true. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't love agreeing with you because sometimes you're a little too outrageous, but I think my spice is rubbing off on you. <laughs> Blake Blake kept you too tame. Now you're letting loose. Uh, that that might be. That might be what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go from Baltimore over to Nashville. Or excuse me, from Cincinnati over to Nashville. Uh where we have the Los Angeles Chargers heading into town to take on the Tennessee Titans. On the road, Vegas has given the Chargers the upset. Uh, they are three-point favorites on the road against this Titans squad that looked like absolute trash against a mediocre Saints team, maybe an above-average Saints team. Um, but it's, that game was not good. The Titans looked Awful, uh, and the Chargers are coming off a shootout with a very good Miami team. I expect big things from this Chargers team, uh, and I think they write the ship this week against the Titans. Give me LA. Who you got, man? Yeah, I think D Hop starting to show his age a little bit got beaten on a couple jump balls against the Saints. I mean, I, I mean, think it's also probably some Marshawn Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and also Marshawn Lattimore is incredible. Yeah, that too. Um, but I am going to go with the Chargers unless J.C. Jackson decides to just give Tennessee a bunch of free yards. Um, I think Tennessee is just their star guys or more, more important guys are just getting older. And I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. You look at Derrick Henry, you look at Ryan Tannehill, DeAndre Hopkins being their number one receiver. I mean, all Tennessee has is Derrick Henry. 
because DeAndre Hopkins relies on Ryan Tannehill being able to give him the ball. And I'm not convinced Ryan Tannehill could throw anybody the football at this point. He looks terrible. It was absolute garbage on Sunday. So I'm 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 not buying any any Titan stock anytime soon. I can tell you that. Yeah, Chargers. Easy. Let's head on down from Nashville to Tampa Bay, where we have Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears coming into town to take on Baker and the boys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Tampa are three-point favorites. Probably fair. Tampa's coming off a win. The Bears looked like trash against the Packers. Uh, I don't know how I feel about these teams, though, man. I think the Bucks probably overperformed and I'm kind of with you that maybe Chicago underperformed in the, in their matchup against Green Bay. Uh I'm not buying into this team, but I am picking the Chicago Bears with the upset against the Bucks in this one. I don't know why, I just have a feeling. Uh so give me the spicy pick of the Chicago Bears over the Bucks. Who you got, man? You know, it's not going to be spicy if you keep agreeing with me. Because I also <laughs> picked the Bears. Um, I, listen, I, I, I just, don't know why I'm picking them. Because they didn't show me any reason to pick them uh, against Green Bay. I don't think the defense played good at all. Uh, and I think the offense definitely looked mm, subpar. Um, however, I, I don't expect that every week. I think the Packers defense is a very good defense, probably an underrated defense, uh, and the Bucks don't have that. So I expect Justin Fields to light it up on the ground at the very least, hopefully complete some passes to DJ Moore and Cole Komet and the fellas out there. Uh, maybe Baker can keep up. Maybe it turns into a fun shootout between Baker and Justin Fields, which I'm here for that. Uh, but I just think the Bears get the better of them. Yeah, hopefully they go back and look at last week and realize they need to utilize fields. Like, and I get maybe like trying to protect him or not trying to put him in a position where he can get hurt. But I mean, that's part of who he is. Like, yeah, um, he he needs to be a part of that run game, and hopefully they figure that out. And that run game is going to open up the passing game too. So, yep. So we're both going with the upset with the Bears over the Bucks. Yeah, I mean you keep saying it's a spicy take and then you keep copying me. It's quite rude. <laughs> well, let's stay in Florida and jump from Tampa Bay over to Jacksonville, where we have the Kansas City Chiefs heading into town to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, on the road, Kansas City are three-point favorites over this Jags team. Uh, a little bit of an interesting line. I think the Jags showed a little bit of something on Sunday. It wasn't a pretty win against Indy, but it was something. Uh, they looked decent at times. Um, Calvin Ridley, welcome back to the NFL, buddy. Uh, the Chiefs, hopefully, maybe... We'll be getting Kelsey back this week. Uh, I think that Patrick Mahomes could definitely use him. And uh, I've got the Chiefs winning this one on the road. Who you got, man? Um, Yeah, that's a 
again, I hate rooting against the Jaguars, but I got to do it this week. Got to root for my team. Uh, Chris Jones will be back. Hopefully he's not super rusty. Uh, hopefully Travis Kelsey will be with the long, you know, rest between Thursday to Sunday. Yeah. Will be healthy, able to play. Um, and I think that'll be a real difference maker. And I, even without, if Kelsey's not healthy, I can't see Mahomes. Like if he doesn't go to Tony, he's going to find someone else to go to. I just can't see him losing two games in a row like that. Um, I agree. I agree. But you know, it's maybe last year wasn't quite the year of the big cat. And this year is the year of the big cat. Maybe Mahomes loses back to back against a couple of big ones. Are you doing it? No, I'm not. I'm picking. I'm picking <laughs> the Chiefs. I said it in the said it in the buildup. I'm picking the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be shocked if I think it'll be a good game. Figures I mean, it out. They put on a great game in the divisional championship last year. Yeah. Um, even with Mahomes, you know, getting hurt in the first quarter or first half, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. So I think it'll be a great game either way. I think. Kansas City, this is this is going to be what they need to get their season started. Yeah, yeah. Let's head out to Houston, where we have the Indianapolis Colts heading into town to take on the Houston Texans. A couple of young, rebuilding teams. Um, two new quarterbacks, Anthony Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. We'll see how much Richardson plays in this game, if he does at all. Uh, Not too sure how serious of an injury he went down with towards the end of their game on Sunday. Uh, But these two guys, I think, were the best-looking rookie quarterbacks. Richardson definitely surprised me with how well he played um, in that game against the Jags. And I think C.J. Stroud looked good at times but definitely made some some rookie mistakes um so we'll see what happens with with those two guys in their first matchup uh of of the year i've got hmm, who did i pick in this one who did i pick i've got that's a good question houston winning this one um although indy on the road are one point favorites over this texans team i I like the Texans, man. I'm still, I'm still gonna believe in them. They've got to get some wins somewhere, and I've got them beating this Colts team. This should be uh, a relatively easy team to beat. But who you got, man? Yeah, Demarco Ryan did whip that defense in the shape it looked like. Like it, it may have looked like a blowout, but I thought they did really well against the the Ravens, holding them to only uh, twenty two points. That yep. being said, I think I'm gonna go with Indy. Hopefully. This is, you know, Anthony Richardson. Hopefully he plays. I think he did look the best of the rookie quarterbacks. He made some mistakes. Like, he had that one pick that was just, like, a ball he was a little not confident to throw. Yeah. Um, But hopefully this that game taught him to have some confidence, and he'll get some confidence this game and get some balls over to Michael Pittman Jr. Yep. So I'm going to go with Indy. Yeah, I've I've got to say I don't think that will be a great game to watch. Like I'm not probably not turn that one on, but I do think that that one is an intriguing game just to see those two young quarterbacks and see their development continue. Yeah, hopefully Damien Pierce can get the ball too. I have him like all my fantasy leagues, and too, I need yep. him to do better. <laughs> Let's 
head on out to Los Angeles where we have a battle of a couple of California teams. The San Francisco 49ers heading into town to take on the surprising, maybe frisky Los Angeles Rams getting a nice divisional win over uh, the Seattle Seahawks. However, I don't see them being able to do that against this 49ers team. San Francisco are eight-point favorites on the road. That line is huge for a road team, uh, and rightfully so. The Niners are the best team in the NFC, maybe the best team in the NFL, uh, and I have them winning this one pretty easily. Rock Purdy, Mr. Mr. Irrelevant, still looking pretty dang good. Uh, Who you got, man? Don't you mean Purdy dang good? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> um, yeah, even San Francisco has always had the Rams number, it seems like, except in the, the one playoff game a couple years ago. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with San Francisco as well. They, I think, are probably the best team in the... Uh, they're, I think they are the best team in the NFC. Talent-wise, I think they're probably the best in all of football on both sides of the ball, so... I still stand. I think that's a pretty. I still stand by that. I think San Francisco probably should have gone to the Super Bowl over the Eagles last year. Uh, they just had an unfortunate injury at the worst possible time. Um, but that is how the cookie crumbles. That's how it goes sometimes. And and listen, I don't want to take anything away from Philly because Philly balled out in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts looked like he was on his way to a, a Super Bowl MVP. They just couldn't quite get the job done. But I really like this Niners team. I think they are really well put together. Yeah. It could be close. It could be ugly. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's head out to Arizona. We have the New York Giants coming off an absolute thumping on Sunday night, heading in to Phoenix to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, both these teams, obviously the Cardinals are a mess. We all know that. Uh, but the Giants looked bad. They looked bad against the Cowboys. Uh, that was television nobody you know, expected to see. Uh, and maybe we should blame NBC for broadcasting a murder on Sunday night. But... Uh, on the road, the Giants are five and a half point favorites. The Giants, I guess, are the better team. Uh, I say I guess. They are the better team. They should win this game. Uh, but will I be surprised if they find a way to lose after they're showing on Sunday night? Not at all. But I'm picking them to win. Who you got, man? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Giants as well. I think they were just not prepared for the Cowboys onslaught on defense. And again, anything that had to do with luck also went the Cowboys way. So it was a little bit of a fair, double whammy. Like fair. as soon as the block field goal got returned for a touchdown, I was like, this game might already be over. Like yeah. any momentum that the giants had just gone. And then there was one other drive where he got a couple good throws into Darren Waller. And then um, I think somebody fumbled. Uh, so yeah. yeah, but I but I think the Giants will be able to bounce back against the team that is trying to lose on purpose. So, yeah, I mean, th- <laughs> yeah, if, the if, 
if there was ever a team to bounce back against, it is this Arizona Cardinals team. So, you know, luck luck is in favor for the Giants on that one. But, man, the Giants just looked so bad. So bad. Yeah. Um, I just, I wonder how much we'll be able to trust them moving forward. Uh, just, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to go out and show me some something in, in these next couple of games. It'll probably be a run heavy game. Like I feel like Danny Dimes and Saquon are gonna find their footing literally first. Yeah. And then uh hopefully pick up the win that way. Yep. Yep. Well, speaking of that Dallas team that thumped the Giants on Sunday night, they get the other New York team at home this time in Dallas. Uh the New York Jets heading into town to take on the Dallas Cowboys. At home, the Cowboys are eight and a half point favorites. I do wonder what this line would look like if Aaron Rodgers were still the quarterback of this Jets team. Uh, but he's out for the season, uh, and the Jets have to move on. It looks like it's going to be Zach Wilson at the helm, at least for the next couple of weeks. Maybe they'll get a veteran in there. Maybe um, they'll be able to get a little bit of an upgrade. Um, but Maybe the Jets can put it together. We talked about them extensively to start the show. Maybe they can find a way to get the job done. I don't see it happening against this Cowboys defense. Cowboys are really dang good. The Jets are also very good. I think the Jets will keep Dallas's offense in check. Um, I don't see Dallas running up the score against them. I just think the Jets' offense won't be able to put together much of anything against that Cowboys defense. Um, so unfortunately for New York, I have the Cowboys winning this one. Who you got, man? What's funny is I wrote down my picks on uh, Monday before the game. And so I'd, I had written down the Jets. And so now I have to rethink my life here. I might, have, been... I might have been with you and taken the Jets. If Rodgers was still there, um, depending on how he looked against the Bills, but yeah. Uh, now, this this is my thought process. You you ready for this? Sure. So who the New York Jets just beat the Buffalo Bills? What do the Buffalo Bills have? Buffalo Bills have a quarterback that everybody says is really good, but is also turnover prone. The Buffalo Bills have a really good defense. True. The Buffalo Bills have an okay run game. Yeah. And they just beat that. Those are all things that the Dallas Cowboys also have. True. So what are the differences? Well, the difference is they're not playing at home on September 11th in New York. They're playing pretty, on the road that's, in Dallas. That's a pretty big one. Uh, <laughs> Dallas's defense is also better than Buffalo's and also Tony. I don't know about that. I think the, and also Tony Pollard is better than James Cook right now. Yes. Right now. hundred percent. I think James Cook, I think James Cook looked great whenever he got the ball, but for some reason, Josh Allen had to throw the ball 41 times. So, um, fair. I want to so do it, bad. Man. Do it. I can't justify it though. Go with this your heart. might this might be a battle of what defense can score more points. Honestly, could be. Uh, I mean, at the very least, this should be a fun defensive game. The offenses might. I'm look going like Jets. 
Ooh. I'm going Jets. I don't like rooting for the Cowboys, Ooh. so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my heart on this one. Give me the Jets. Getting some maracas up in here for the spicy <laughs> pick. Oh man! Listen, I think they can do it. I just don't think they will. And I think the Cowboys. This is a this is a game the Cowboys should not lose. I won't say that they can. They should handily beat the the Jets because the Jets defense is elite. But yeah, if the Cowboys want to be what everybody thinks they are every single year, which is a Super Bowl contender. These are the games I expect them to win. When you're facing a team that has a clear disadvantage, being without a quarterback and having Zach Wilson as your quarterback is a clear disadvantage. You should be able to handle them and and go out there and get the win. It doesn't have to be pretty. You can beat them, you know, 17-14, and it's perfectly fine. But you should be able to beat these teams. If you're going to be a legit Super Bowl contender, you have to be able to win those games. And so, oh, man, I, <laughs> I'm with you. I think the Jets can do it, which feels so weird saying that. I, I want them to so bad. I'm kind of with I you. I'm kind of with you now. They're like, I do want to see it happen. But oh, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't pick him. I can't pick him. I'm Finally, too, too spicy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's head up to Denver, where we have the Washington Commanders heading into town to take on the Denver Broncos. Uh, listen, Washington got the win on Sunday, but it was not a pretty one. Uh, I do not think Sam Howell looks good. I don't think he is going to be the answer long term for that franchise, but it is still young in his career. Um, I could definitely be wrong on that. The Denver Broncos... You just let the Raiders beat you. You just let the Raiders beat you. Sean Payton, you're supposed to be the offensive guru. You're supposed to come in here and fix Russ. There's still a lot of work to be done for this Denver squad. They are three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, and ugh, I'm picking them over Washington because I don't want think Washington's that good. But man, did they not look good against the the Raiders? But who you got, man? I think Washington finds a way. I'm gonna go Washington. I expect <laughs> nothing less from the Soldier. <laughs> I mean, just that's I, how it was all last year too with with Russ. They're gonna find a way to lose the game with all that talent that they have. Yeah, and the Washington, even with Sam Howell, still also has um talent offensively like with that receiving core like Dotson and Scary Terry can make plays after the catch if they can get him the ball Scary um, Terry's think... career is being wasted by bad yeah. quarterbacks <laughs> get him the hell out of there <laughs> Um, but yeah I think Washington riding the new high of not having Dan Snyder are going are gonna to find a way to win they're going to find a way to win Hey. Against a team that should beat them. Anything anything is possible. Yeah. Let's head up to Foxborough for Sunday night football. We 
now get an AFC East battle uh, over on NBC to close out the Sunday games. It's the Miami Dolphins heading into town to take on the New England Patriots. The Dolphins look electric. Uh, They had a fantastic game against the Chargers. Uh, Miami's defense maybe could step it up a little bit. You don't want to be giving up 34 points to every team. Um, But the offense was on fire. And I don't know if this Patriots team can handle them. Uh, Patriots did slow down the Eagles. They did look better than I expected. They did look like a team that will probably go out there and get at least eight or nine wins. Uh, But I don't think it's happening against the Dolphins. I've got Miami in this one. Who you got, man? Two and a half point favorites on the road, Miami, by the way. Yeah, I also have Miami. Even if that defense can slow down Miami's offense, the Patriots aren't scoring 20 uh, or 34 points, whatever the Chargers scored. They're not scoring 34 points on the Dolphins defense. The Dolphins nope. defense is still pretty great. So I think Miami's an easy choice here. Hopefully not a total blowout like the last Sunday night football game, but. Yeah, I, I would like to see this one be a little bit of a back-and-forth affair. Uh, the Like I said, the Patriots didn't look bad against the Eagles. Um, they just happened to be facing one of the best teams in, in the NFL. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to make life difficult for a handful of teams, and they're going to get some, some good wins this year. But I don't think it starts on Sunday. No. So let's head, over, so let's head over to Monday night. We get... Two games on Monday night. Uh, they're starting an hour apart. I like this idea. They're doing this this week and next week. Um, and I think they might be doing it later in the year as well. But I like the idea of two games on Monday night. I'm here for it. Uh, starting out at 7.15 over on ESPN and ESPN2, we have the New Orleans Saints heading into town to take on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Panthers are coming off of that lackluster performance against the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, they're still young. They're still figuring things out. Uh, it was a debut for Bryce Young. And the New Orleans Saints, while they didn't look great against the Titans, uh, they got it done when it mattered. Derek Carr looked decent enough, uh, and I think he'll only get better as the season progresses. The Saints on the road are three-point favorites. Uh, give me the Saints in this one. Who you got, man? Yeah, I'm also rolling with the Saints. I Like I said hundreds of times, I don't think the Panthers are quite there yet to uh, really be like the cop. Like, obviously, this division is wide open, but I think yeah. Carolina is definitely on the bottom half of that um, of that division. So give me New Orleans. They did win their season opener. I think they're only going to improve as the season goes on. Um, so pretty, pretty easy New Orleans pick for me. Yep. Yep. Well, that leaves the last game of the week at 8.15 on ABC and ESPN Plus is the Cleveland Browns heading into Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers got manhandled on Sunday by these this 49er squad. Uh, Cleveland did some manhandling of their own against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cleveland on the road, two and a half point favorites. 
I like this Browns team. I just don't know if I can fully buy in and trust them. I don't know how much of Sunday was weather, how much was Joe Burrow always struggling against Cleveland, or how much of it was actually Cleveland. Uh, And as far as the Steelers are concerned, I think the Steelers just ran into a buzzsaw and they couldn't get anything going. Um, And while Cleveland is talented, they are not that buzzsaw that is the 49ers. So give me Pittsburgh in this one. I'm rolling with the Steelers for a second week in a row. Maybe it'll work out this time. Uh, I think that might be a spicy take, seeing how they're the the underdogs. I'm going to give myself the Maracas anyways. Who you got, man? (laughs) Um, I'm also going to go with the Steelers because I never, this isn't a logic pick for me. This is a, I never want to pick the Browns um, in my life ever. Uh, But even besides that, like Pittsburgh's defense still looked like for the most part, like they had some great, especially TJ Watt, who I think still managed to get three sacks against that. One of the best offensive lines in the league. Um, And that, Cleveland team is nowhere near as good as the 49ers. So I think TJ Watt's going to have a field day. This is going to be another one of those games that's going to come down to whose defense can hold them the best. And I like Pittsburgh's offense a little more than I like Cleveland's offense. So yeah, I'm going to roll. Even if uh, I feel like one of the receivers got hurt. I don't know if Deontay Johnson is still going to play, but they still have George Pickens, who's great. They have Pat Fryermuth, who's a decent tight end. They have Najee Harris, who I don't know if he's good anymore. He was really good his rookie year. He was really good his rookie year, and I don't know what happened, but he could still be there. I don't know. Might be good, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where is rookie Najee Harris? If rookie Najee Harris shows up, then they have a chance. Yeah, I, yeah I'm going I'm to go with Pittsburgh. I originally had the Browns written down as my pick, and I changed it in my... Uh, lead in I just don't I don't believe in this Browns team yet I think there's still so much dysfunction within that team that I think will catch up with them Uh, whereas the Steelers team I just even for as bad as they looked against the Niners I feel like I can trust them more which feels weird coming off a beat down that bad against the Niners but yeah I just I feel like I can trust them more yeah, I think because just the quarterback play, like Deshaun Watson wasn't playing that great of a defense. Yeah. And still didn't play great. Like he was not any reason that uh, they won that game. Where yeah. I feel like Kenny Pickett is still can be an it factor there, especially with the receivers that they have. So. Yep. Yep. I agree. Well, hey. There's uh there's your answer to who's gonna win every week two game. We picked them all for you. Uh don't go yeah, with I don't go I with picked them all picks. for you. Pete's I picked picks, them all for you. You're welcome. Pete's picks are a little too crazy. I'm obviously the same one on the podcast, so go with mine. But hey, we just appreciate you tuning in, listening to us in whatever format you're doing. So if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever, we appreciate it. Uh, if there's a way to leave a review, hey, we wouldn't mind hearing some some thoughts and opinions from you. Uh, but we appreciate it. We do have some socials. 
probably somewhere. Uh, Instagram, Booth Review Sports, the rest, Booth Review Pod, probably, I think. Um, and uh, <laughs> as always, the link to the Discord, which is where all of the fun talk goes down, is in the description of the episodes. So come hang out, hop into there, uh, and hang out and talk some sports with us. But we appreciate you. We love you. We'll be back next week. Good job.